0: These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Newcastle Police on Monday praised crowds at this year's Supercars event following the conclusion of Operation Axel. It saw the Dog Squad, Polair and Bicycle Unit take to the streets, but only a few arrests were made, with a man exposing his backside and a woman accused of throwing paint onto signage. Assistant Commissioner Max Mitchell said there was a positive vibe at the event. What we really noted was it was truly a family affair. A lot of families out there with their younger children. Right over the weekend and I'm very very pleased to say that there was uh, very few incidents of any note that we had to deal with as police. Most importantly I think was, uh, it was again similar to last year uh, the crowds were very festive it was terrific to see the engagement uh, local crowds with police. Meanwhile, motorists were assured the city will be largely back to normal soon as works get underway to deconstruct the supercar's track. 162,000 people were trackside over the weekend, which represents a figure slightly down from last year. Event manager Kurt Saxewski said any concerns about the new light rail tracks have been alleviated. So, obviously, that was a bit of a trial with the light rail. We put in place some measures just to sort of make sure that it wasn't going to be an issue over the weekend, and they worked really well. Obviously, uh, you know, the cars come through, and um, with the tyres and everything, they, they have a little bit of an impact through there, but I think from what we saw, it showed that the rails there weren't really any impact on the drivers, and certainly the cars weren't any impact on the rail either. A man faced Toronto local court on Monday over the alleged sexual assault of a teenage girl in Lake Macquarie. Around 1am Sunday, officers stopped a vehicle at Cardiff and arrested the man driving, taking a 13-year-old girl and 16-year-old boy in the car into police care. Police said the 28-year-old had been speaking to the girl on social media for 12 months before they met up at a home and the girl was allegedly sexually assaulted. He was charged with aggravated sexual assault and procuring a child for unlawful sexual activity. Police on Monday said a 15-year-old girl is extremely lucky not to have lost the sight of her left eye after she was struck by a makeshift blow dart. Candy Horton was walking with four friends along Wollongby Road on Saturday night when a white Toyota Hilux pulled up and a male allegedly discharged an object. The dart, made of a screw, lodged in her left cheek, she underwent surgery to remove the projectile and had three stitches inserted. A 17-year-old boy was charged with reckless wounding and possessing or using a prohibited weapon without consent. He's due to front Cessnock Children's Court on December 11. Candy told NBN News she initially thought someone had flicked the side of her face with a branch. I was hysterical. I didn't even know that someone, how, how could someone do that to someone just an innocent person on the side of the street. On Tuesday, two men were charged over the alleged large-scale theft of copper wire at Tomago. Police said between November 14 and Monday, four-wheel drive vehicles were used to steal 940 kilos of copper wire from the Hunter Water site on Tomago Road. Officers conducting surveillance noticed two vehicles enter the site at about 1am on Monday and were allegedly preparing to remove wiring. They arrested a 47-year-old man at the scene. The 38-year-old man was subsequently arrested at Anna Bay. A flash of red was seen darting down Hunter Street Tuesday morning with the first daytime test of light rail vehicles taking place. Transport Minister Andrew Constance visited the CBD to witness the milestone, inspecting the control centre before jumping aboard with engineers for a ride. Andrew Constance said he's fully confident Novocastrians will embrace the trams. Anybody who thinks that Hunter Street's not going to come to life now because of public transport's wrong. You know, we will see an uplift in values, we will see a restoration of confidence and I particularly want to pay tribute to the small business community who've done it tough during construction but look at it now i know that uh, as word spreads quite literally people will travel to newcastle to experience a light rail as we've just done Cessnock High, Maitland High and Morpeth Public were on Tuesday announced as the Hunter schools to benefit from the first round of state government air conditioning. The $500 million package will allow over 900 New South Wales schools to be fitted out with energy efficient devices and accompanying solar panels. Parliamentary Secretary for the Hunter Scott McDonald said the Liberal Nationals commitment is more tangible than Labor's. We can afford it. The, the Liberal government has put the, the budget into a strong financial position so this just isn't an airy-fairy promise. This is something we can afford to do. Uh, look, it has come about from strong representations from Hunter PNCs and Hunter School communities. We're going to be looking at better education outcomes and better work conditions for our teachers. Concern was raised among animal advocates for the welfare of kangaroos surrounding Morisset Psychiatric Hospital as tourist buses continue to stop in the area. One tourist has reportedly fed a kangaroo soap, resulting in the animal foaming at the mouth. Jane Svetanovsky from the Better Protection for Morisset Kangaroos group said websites like TripAdvisor, marketing the area as a tourist hotspot are putting the animals in danger. We've had a couple of the little joeys get separated from their mums recently and um, one of the little joeys was on one side of the road and mum was on the other. And there's no way these little joeys could get the attention of their mothers. They were crying out for them, but there's no way they could be heard because of all the tourists. It's been a lot of trouble this year. But a leading Newcastle tourism official agreed on Wednesday it's best for the Morisset Psychiatric Hospital grounds to be left off-limits to tourists seeking a kangaroo encounter. The spot had been identified on online travel review sites as a good place to see the Australian icon, but following reports of the animals being fed and tourists sustaining injuries, Hunter New England Health moved to block public access to the area. Gus Marr from the Newcastle Tourism and Industry Group said we have to put safety first. When we're feeding them bread and banana, bananas and all sorts of other things that I'm hearing. It's not good for the kangaroos. Then they get a bit feral, then they expect these things all the time and that's when they can get dangerous. So go to a wildlife park, do it in controlled conditions with the experts. Protect the dignity of the animals so they're not eating things they shouldn't be eating. Bob's Farm residents were on Thursday invited to make public submissions over a proposed sand mine to the Department of Planning. The environmental impact statement was released this week following concerns raised by residents at an emotional meeting with developers in October. If approved, 10 million tonnes of sand will be mined 15 metres below the water table and trucks will pass Bob's Farm Public School every three minutes. Tattersall Lander Director and Project Manager Bob Lander said it's important for residents to read the impact statement before jumping to conclusions. A lot of the concern, the community concern I think is real but it needs to be understood and it will take some time to Understand that from a community point of view, and I, I can acknowledge that there is community concern, and and I'm not sure that it's well founded at the moment. On Thursday, officers from the Newcastle Police District were appointed to oversee an investigation into a fatal crash at Cessnock. Hunter Valley Police were making inquiries to locate a 60 year old man. The man was driving a Nissan Navara on Richmond Vale Road at about midday Thursday when he saw police and drove off at high speed. However, he crashed into a tree a short later, and sadly, died at the scene. Anyone who witnessed the crash is urged to contact Crime Stoppers. The Council on the Aging released a report on Thursday showing a growing number of over 50s in the Hunter are experiencing mortgage stress. 13% of homeowners over 50 are still on mortgages, and 15% of those admit they don't intend to pay it off. The report also looked at housing stress for renters, finding 21% spent nearly two-thirds of their income on rent. Council CEO Megan Lawson said we need to revise the way we think about housing. All of the work in Australia that we have done around retirement predicates ownership of a home as part of the package. So it's kind of assumed that you get through your life and you own your home and you go onto the pension, say, and, and that kind of is an affordable thing for you to do. What happens when you don't own your home is that there's that additional expense that continues on that needs to come out of whatever that income source that you're living from is. An emergency light plane landing took place at Rutherford's Newcastle Aero Club on Friday morning. Police, ambulance and four fire and rescue crews attended the scene, waiting below as the twin engine aircraft circled above, experiencing issues. The 65-year-old pilot managed to land the plane on its belly, escaping with only bruising to his arm. The Aero Club's chief flying instructor, Phil Unicom, said the plane's left landing wheel was down but not properly locked in. I spoke with a pilot from the ground, ran him through emergency checks just to make sure he tried everything that he could have and I got him to fly by low overhead so I could visually check it and it didn't appear to be properly locked in. So then I notified the emergency services as we have to do when we're following protocol. We got him back down again. No harm done. More than 50 Newcastle school students marched down Hunter Street on Friday, gathering outside the office of Newcastle MP Sharon Clayton. They're joining kids in 25 Australian cities and regional hubs, calling for a strong federal government response to climate change. Newcastle high student Mayit Zenith said despite comments from the Prime Minister warning against activism, it's one of the most important things students can do. I'm striking because, you know, as young people, our future is constantly under threat by climate change, and the people running the country... Aren't doing anything about it you know we're not old enough to vote we're not old enough to participate in politics properly so the only way that we can have ourselves be heard is by going on strike and that's a look at the week that was from 2NURFM You Hunter News